Good morning, hello, good night, good evening. Welcome, welcome to a Saturday edition of The Den. This is your host, Isaac, a.k.a. The Finisher. Wow, it is Saturday. How's everybody's week been? I hope everybody's doing just fine. I hope everybody had a prosperous week. I hope everybody's just enjoying some of this beautiful weather we're having across the United States. But we have a very special guest. I am so excited to meet with her today. Her name is Tanya Carr. She is a female that helps high achievers and CEOs and executives. And she gives them wisdom and help them with insights of loss through, through living in male energy. Living in male energy. This is very going to be a very, 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 very exciting interview. And with that said, we're going to bring Tanya right on in. Hey, Tanya, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing really well. And thank you for such a lovely introduction. And I am so happy to be on your show. Look, I am happy to have you um, once again. Hey, you know, um, the den is nothing without you. So I most definitely understand that. How's your week been? My week has been exciting. It's been challenging. It's been <laughs> scary. It's been a recipe. <laughs> <laughs> but look, <laughs> recipes, you know, when you say recipes, I most definitely equated that to food and just putting it all together and just trying to make it work. So I've had many of those weeks just trying to put everything together and trying to make it work. So I most truly understand. So Tanya, tell our audience just a little bit about you and what you really do. Okay. So my name is Tanya, as you've heard, and thank you for pronouncing my name correctly. Um, I was born in South Africa and I was born to an English-Irish father and a Lebanese mom. So I have mixed nationality and I embrace all the greatness of my cultures and also where I was brought up. And um, for 28 years, I was in the beauty industry and then I moved here about 2002 to the UK because my husband is British, my father's British, and the opportunities were greater here in, in the UK. And so after having um, being a, a chief executive officer for my own companies, um, beauty schools and um, beauty salons, as well as working in different environments, I then found myself in some dire straits just before COVID. We'll get back to that. But just to spring you into how I started Champagne Life Coaching. And I'm sure you're wondering, Champagne Cham Life Coaching? Champagne, you beat, you beat me to the punch because, you know, that's, that's, uh, that sounds... Champagne Coaching, I like that. Yeah, like and that. I'm, I'm getting... I'm getting the feeling that, Isaac, you're understanding where I'm coming from. It's got yes. nothing to do with drinking. <laughs> it's yes. got to do let's get with... to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's get to it. So it's got to do with celebration. When you think of a bubbly glass of champagne, 
It's all about you celebrating with your friends a circumstance, an event, a festivity. It's all about happiness. It's all about gratitude. It's all about wins. It's all about, it's just all about the good stuff in life. And and, and those bubbles just represent effervescence because that's how we feel. So my coaching leads you to an effervescent, happy, grateful life of winning and celebrating. And that is why I named it Champagne Life Coaching. It is symbolism of all the things that we aspire to and, and, and want in our life. You know what? I'm loving it already. I am loving it already. So this niche that you decided to encompass based on, you know, everything that you've told us, um, being, you know, having beauty school, um, hair salons, that, you know, that's a niche within itself. So how did you get really involved with dealing with um, high-level women that were, on one hand, they, they were successful at one end, but one part of their life was a total mess. And, you know, we live in that type of world. So what was it about getting to that niche that you felt like it was just something that just needed to be done? Well, in 2018, my husband passed away tragically and quickly. Within a matter of 72 hours, taking him into A&E, he was gone. So this was in December 2018. Um, it was horrific because the whole year of 2019 was a total blur to me because um, there was an investigation, there was an inquest. I lost my home. I had to move to a poorer area. Um, I was grieving. And guess what? As I moved 2020, um, still going through the process of the inquest and, and the investigation of his death, um, so 2020, I was trying to get pull my life together and I was just about to reopen a salon. So on the um, 16th of April, I was set to open a beauty salon. I had everything prepared and everything in the salon. And then guess what happened? 2020. And we all know. <laughs> we know what happened in 2020. Yes. So with trying, yeah, with trying to get through all this trauma, and being a middle-aged woman in a country that felt uncomfortable because my husband was gone, he was from the UK, his family was from the UK, um, my family was all in South Africa, um, I have no children, I have no grandchildren, and the dynamics of death change people. And I just realized that lots of friends disappeared, lots of family disappeared, my job disappeared, my house disappeared, there was an investigation, um, financial difficulties, I had to move into a poorer area. I was middle-aged, jobless, homeless, <laughs> I, confident, I lost my confidence. And during that, those months of isolation and lockdown of 2020, I thought, look, girl, you know, Let's you get can it together. Either, Let's get it together. Let's, 
Let's refocus. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've all your life, you've accelerated growth. Um, you've helped people grow. And, you know, all the outside stuff was gone. You know, the physical stuff, the material stuff, the family, the friends, the, 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 the life that we knew just was taken from out from under us on an individual basis and as a world basis. And I, the only thing I had left that wasn't physical around me was what I had inside. And there comes a time, I think, in everyone's life when you can't rely on material stuff and physical stuff and physical people. There has to be something inside of you. And I started to rely on what I've named now feminine insight and digging deep and asking myself questions like, if I want to feel better, what do I have to believe? And then how would I get to that belief? What strategy would I use to get to that belief? And as the days were going, I was setting up systems within myself and writing them down um, to move myself forward. And then something said, you know, why don't you do online university? So I, I, I got onto online university and colleges. I, had, I think I was doing three or four college courses. I was doing open university. I did higher thinking, meeting facilitator, um, life coach, executive coaching. And I did it to, just for finding where I wanted to be because I realized, and this is where my course comes in, that life is not about the physical stuff. Life is about our personal values. And I took the three, yeah, I took the three highest core values. And that was to, which I felt for me personally, helped me get through. And that was being feminine, being true to my feminine self. And that was doing everything possible that my gut was telling me. I didn't know why. I didn't know why I was doing this life coaching but my gut was telling I know that sounds silly but bear with me because this is where that feminine insight comes in and and, and sometimes you just got to listen to your gut and your gut your gut knows better than you and you don't know why but when you listen to it and you look back it's open doors for you so yeah um with all this going on I listened to my feminine insight which was my gut which was doing things that I didn't understand why I was doing them but they felt right um it didn't make sense having all these courses and then all of a sudden um it started coming together it started coming together that I didn't realize that over the years I'd actually been coaching my clients you know that come into the beauty salon <laughs> and if I, I'm sure you know um what do what do women do the best? <laughs> they run their mouth. <laughs> they love to talk. They love to talk about what they have, and they love to talk about them. And that's yes. a great asset for anybody. So <laughs> thumbs up to up to my ladies out there. Thumbs up to my ladies out there. Absolutely, I'm one hundred percent with you on that. So when they were talking to me in the beauty salons, I didn't realize while I was actually doing the treatment on them, I was actually coaching them. And I thought, why don't I package all these things over the years and all the problems that I've come across in my own executive and, and, and um, positions and, and um, 
managing my own business and my life, being a middle-aged woman, I thought, who are, who are the unsung heroes right now? I mean, there was a lot going on in the world. And I thought, you know, there's women out there who's my age. They've worked so hard, don't have children, don't have family, and they don't have friends because they've been working so hard. And it's like you said in the beginning, they are these high achievers. They've got so much and they've achieved so much. But if you look at the flip side of the coin, where it comes to perhaps families, relationships, children, I'm not saying what I'm saying is not every woman fits into that category, but on the exactly. whole, on the whole, I was in that category. I lost my husband. I lost my family. I lost my friends. I lost my house. I lost my confidence. I lost, I had so much loss. And I thought, even though maybe these executives don't view not having children or family or relationships or a marriage or their marriages on the rocks because of their working so much or they're in their male energy and um, it's causing trouble. So, um, yeah, I thought, let me get that niche. And that's how Champagne Life Coaching was born. That's how the name was born, and that is how the niche was born out of tragedy, 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 but also a lot of happiness that's come from it. You know, you said a little and said a lot. First of all, I want to let you know, the den, you don't have to be perfect, man. Just say it the way it needs to be said, and we're going to get through it, and they most definitely understand where you're coming from. And you said, you said a couple of things. As I was sitting up here listening to you, you talked about feminine energy and you talked about loss. And one of the questions that I wanted to ask you in the process of you finding your feminine energy. In the before this tragedy. Yeah. How did you feel about that aspect of your life as far as being a feminine woman? Because um, I'm quite sure. That that had to be a core piece in you finding yourself after the tragedy as far as, you know, your femininity and what did you want to continue to be as a woman and, and being in your feminine self and understanding the joys of what it feels like to be in your feminine self. Yeah. Um, well, I was always around women, first of all, that wanted to be beautiful and I was able to help them be beautiful, put their makeup on, do their nails, um, you know, talk to them. And I, I, I realized that being a woman and being in your feminine, feminine is, is about making yourself feel beautiful. And if that means going to a salon or having someone do a treatment on you or a massage or reflexology, and also giving that to someone made me feel to, to, to give someone the, the gift of feeling beautiful and being beautiful and looking beautiful. And I was in involved in weddings, doing makeup or nails or being in the dressing room. And, you know, you involved in so many feminine things and to, to it just gives you that inner glow and that radiance that women really need. And, um, when you're in that environment and you're producing, we have to talk about this because it's part of when you're producing 
um, feminine hormones like estrogen and progesterone, it makes you very, very feminine. And that's where a woman starts to radiate when she's living in those hormones. And those hormones are supporting her work, supporting her creativity, supporting her decisions. Um, so I think that's to answer your question. Um, I didn't know the logistics and the science and the biology behind it, but I know that my job felt really good. I can, I can, I can imagine, um, just in the moment of being who you are and being in your creative space, because that's a creative space within itself. Um, doing what you're doing, um, with hair and makeup and things like that and seeing the yeah. results of what you created and just yeah. seeing other women just feel good about themselves. Yeah. Even if, even if it's just for that moment, Yeah. even if it's just for that moment, you know what I'm saying? I'm quite sure for you personally, it really, really, it really felt good. And I want to commend you because that, you know, that's, that's not easy work. You know, that's an art within itself. So, you know, it, that takes a lot of mastery, a lot of hours and a lot of patience because, you know, that makeup thing can, it can go either one way. It can go to the left or it can go to the right. And I'm quite sure you've seen them on both sides of the spectrum. So yeah. um, I most definitely appreciate that. Now, let's get it, let's get into some of the major um issues that you see when you're dealing yeah. with women um that's at that that level where they feel like they have everything but on the back end of that when they come to you for the coaching yeah. and they really they really feeling miserable about who they are they're lonely or they're depressed yeah based on the fact that they've put all their energy and all their focus and everything that's inside of them into this career base. Yeah. But on the back end of that, you know, their personal life is subject. So what are some of the things that you come across that's common when you're dealing with your clients um, at that level? Yeah. In order to answer your question efficiently, I think, um, we have to understand that these women are very, very progressed in life. They are highly, highly achieved, highly educated, and they are beautiful women. They know how to, to carry themselves, their, their lives, their job. So they have no deficiencies in them. But like you said, they, they in order to be where they are, they've had to live in what we call male energy. So male energy, now, please don't get me wrong. This is not gender. I'm not gender defying, uh, defining here because males can be feminine and have feminine energy, but they can also be males. I mean, if you have children, when your baby's born, you need to pick up that baby ever so delicately. And that baby being picked up delicately because you're strong, you've got strong hands, but you're not using it. You're using it with um, insight, with delicateness, which is exactly. a feminine exactly. quality. But if that baby is heading, is crawling and is heading down the steps, 
that mother will dive over the child and just catch that child. And she will do like stunts that, you know, these uh, Warner Bros companies would employ her for, Exactly. you know? So, and that's male energy coming in. So what I'm saying to you here is females have male energy and female energy. Males have female energy and male energy. They just have different proportions. But if the woman knows how to use her male energy, when to use their male energy, how to come out of her male energy, and how to go into her female energy and find the harmony. So getting back to your question, um, when they come to me and they are feeling this loneliness or this emptiness, or they, they feel that there's something missing in their life, it boils down, you're not going to um, believe this, but it boils down to the fact that they have too much testosterone. Okay. I can't believe that. Um, yeah, because if you, need, if you need to achieve something, if you need to drive something, if you need to handle men in the boardroom, or you need to handle a team full of men, you need to think like a man <laughs> and act like a man. And in order to do that, which doesn't come naturally, because um, we're females and we're born female and we've got female hormones, we have to fight and suppress the estrogen, the oxytocin. And we have to have lots of dopamine, which is your motivation, it's your reward, along with testosterone, along with adrenaline. Those That recipe together makes a woman very, very aggressive. And even though some women are able to control that, it does come out in little spurts or little bursts in the workplace and eventually builds up that she's getting a reputation of being bossy or whatever other words they call women who are like that. So when they come to me, the first thing I ask them is, um, you know, what type of environment are you living in at home? You know, do you take your work home, you know, at, at work? Um, are you constantly in the driving seat? Do you ever have downtime? Because that's so important that we lower their testosterone and we make their estrogen higher. But by the time they get to work on Monday, they have to hire that testosterone to drive. But on the weekend, hopefully they let the testosterone go down and they do feminine things. But I teach them a method with the CELEBRATE, it's a acronym, C-E-L-E-B-R-A-T, which stands for different modules, to actually celebrate their feminine inside while at work and knowing how to let it buoy up the masculine, but being able to come in and out of the masculine at work. And so this is an actual art, once again, for women. Um, men... Men don't necessarily have to do this, but if a woman doesn't do this, she will. She was not made, her body was not made to live with a whole lot of testosterone. And so when our bodies are full of testosterone, our estrogen drops, our progesterone drops. So you can imagine what can happen to her whole life, her whole um, <clears throat> feminine life, her exactly. whole feminine her whole feminine cycle. 
And so you're finding more women infertile. You're finding women going for IVF um, because of this. I'm not saying it's the sole reason, but it seems to be a contributing factor with high achieving women that they can't conceive. They are infertile. They're aggressive. They're always in stress levels. Their hair starts to fall out. Um, they start wearing wigs. Um, you know, it, it can get really nasty. So for me, it's also a, a place where you can't say to them, right, get out of the executive role or stop trying to be promoted. Exactly. It's more, yeah, it's more a thing of accelerating their feminine wisdom through feminine insights and giving them simple exercises to do throughout the day. And one of them is the ballerina, I call it the ballerina breathing exercise. Okay. The and breathe. breathing exercise. Yeah, yeah. And I was on a talk show a long ago with some some two two men hosts, and um, you know, to do the ballerina uh, breathing exercise, you actually do a ballerina movement with your breathing, because they have done sign. They have found out that when a, a woman is in doing ballet and she's graceful, she's actually producing feminine hormones. <laughs> That's amazing. So, so I developed the breathing system where I'm trying to get women to lower their testosterone and higher, make the estrogen higher. So I say to them, please go to the bathroom or private place and it takes 12 seconds. And what you do is, you breathe in four, you hold for four, and you breathe out for four, okay? Along with the ballerina. So as we breathe in, we take it up in a ballerina movement, breathe in for four, hold for four in a lock above your head like that. Because what you're doing, because I did reflexology and I know the points, the pressure points, if you lock in at your wrist here, it actually um, helps your hormonal system. So when she's up here, breathing, holding it here, she's locked into her wrists and she brings it down and she breathes out, right? Then during um, lockdown, I had, this is gonna be so sad. I had no one to hug me <laughs> and we were all needing hugs. So I was isolated, I had no family, I had no friends, couldn't see anyone, just moved, didn't know my neighbors, and I can't go around asking my neighbors to hug me, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know at the time that there is actually such a thing as called self-havening, which basically means a self-hug. So you actually hug yourself and you give yourself a hug and a squeeze, and it actually releases the same happy hormones, dopamine as well, and makes you comforted and oxytocin, which is really important for a woman to have these hormones, especially oxytocin. And then if you rub the back of your arms, you develop another hormone, you're stimulating the energy level, the energy meridian to the brain that produces happy hormone dopamine. So 
doing this movement and breathing, locking, coming down, along with the hug and the rubbing, and then just sitting in it, you actually will feel, you will feel this sensation come over you. And this is all the hormones flooding you um, from oxytocin, from estrogen, to progesterone, to dopamine. And it takes 12 seconds to do that. And then she balances herself. And the more she does that throughout the day, the more balanced she will be and creative and innovative. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't know if your audience can see me. Can they see me? They can see you. Yes, they can so, see you. So can I suggest that we all just try it together with me and I want them to feel the sensations. And if nobody feels their sensations, will they be able to write in and I'll just stop my business completely? <laughs> no, that, we, don't, we, don't want you, we don't want you to do that. You know, I know. Um, we don't want it's you to stop that. your business. I mean, <laughs> it is it is amazing just sitting up here and just absorbing um, the information that's being put across the airwaves um, about women and understanding their femininity and understanding the power that they have to take it back. It's, you you understand yeah. what I'm saying? To be able to take it back and make yeah. it yours again. Because so many of us, we have a problem with that, even with men. You mm -hmm. know, um, you know, masculine energy is our natural innate. However, yeah. many of us, we have a problem with separating that when mm -hmm. it when it comes to being a father or being a husband or just being a great mm -hmm. person because mm -hmm. we get stuck in it for so long we feel like that's what we always should be and I'm happy that you brought out the point that men also have feminine energy and it's not the first yeah. time I've heard it and it's not, the, it's, it's not the second time I've heard it and just the example of just being a father of a brand new child how we handle that child we have to handle that child with such a softness. Exactly. However, as men, we don't look at that as being feminine. We look at that as just being, you know, we 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 overjoyed at being a grand uh, a brand new father or even a grandfather or a brother or an uncle. It's just the joy of just having that baby in your arms, and it really does something for you. Yes. For for your whole emotional state. That's that's yes. a feeling. Um that only a father and a mother and an aunt and an uncle that, that have experienced that can understand. Yeah. So for you to for you just to give us an explanation in that manner is amazing. Because many women may not have even thought about it at that level. Nope. No. Nope. You no. Know, um, I was having a conversation with one of my co-workers, you know, because I work in a correctional um, facility. And okay. um, one of the conversations we were having, we were having this exact conversation. <laughs> and um, it, was a, it was a young lady that I, I respect a lot. 
and she was and she was she was saddened in the fact that because she's in a position that she's in at work. Yeah. The longer she's in that position mm-hmm. and the more of the work that entails her being the way that she has to be, she's finding it harder and harder for her to separate that when she gets home. Yeah. So when she gets yeah. home, she's still in that place with her husband <laughs> and her kids. And she said it's really, really, it's really starting to divide her family. And, you know, we had a great conversation in that moment. And, um, you know, and she thanked me for it because as a father, when I get off of work, I have 25 to 30 minutes before I get home. I have to digress. It's a must because now I have to come home and be a father and de- and deal and deal with the other side of my life. Yeah. So it's like it is a balancing act. It's finding a balance within your lifestyle. And sometimes yeah. success you put so much into trying to be successful and trying to make this money and trying to enjoy the things that you enjoy based on that success. Mm-hmm. Many times we forget about just the, the, the other humanistic part about just being naturally feminine and being joy, joyous and just being a great person and, be, and being a great mother to your kids and, and being a great friend to your friends. Because it, it, it really is a balancing act, and it's really difficult. It's not just for men, for women. It's difficult for many men because, you know, we live, in, we live in a system that many of us, we bring our jobs home. Sure. Yeah. So most definitely, I want to just thank you for that explanation because it puts some things in perspective, not just for me, just for our audience. Yeah, and you know, I'm so appreciative that you're so open and so honest. And it's so important for men to tell women how hard it is for them to adjust to what they have to come home to. Because as a woman, generally, it's easier to get into feminine mode. Generally, it's easier for a man then to to swap from male to a feminine side of life. Um, not making you female. It's just that you need those qualities to look after your family. So for you being open and honest, I think it encourages other men to be open and honest, perhaps even with their wives, with their children, and just say, give dad, if you if they don't have that 25-minute time to, maybe they're working from home, or maybe, you know, the, the, the time is, is, is short yes. to adapt between work and family. Just to say, look, can you give mom, can you give dad just 10 minutes? And I'm just going to take a break. And, you know, I've learned something on this show now. Because I always believe that my ballerina uh, breathing system would, um, you know, just be for a woman but what you've just said to me you've educated me that perhaps the man would need to do it to when he comes home to produce those feelings of oxytocin because 
one of the things that has to stay low in a male is oxytocin. Now, oxytocin is the bonding hormone. It's, it's the love hormone. Um, but if you want that for your family, you, you need to do that, especially the self-hug, the havening, you know, and then that feeling there and, and you know, cradling yourself. Um, that will give you an oxytocin boost for that particular moment in handling your family and i've just you've just helped me extend my knowledge of men now i'm gonna i'm gonna add to my course and teach my ladies to teach their men to self-haven to get that oxytocin going you know what we're going to do something better than that we're going to do a part two yeah and we're going to go we're going to go live you and i we're going to set it up and um in between us doing it, we're going to sit down, we're going to have some conversations, and we're going to do a live, and we're going to, we're going to talk to the men. Okay, this is new for me, but I, I'm, I'm on board, and I love it, because if I can help any soul, and anybody, and extend, you know, one of my friends said to me a, a couple of weeks ago, she said, you really need to extend your niche. She said, you won't believe how many men are out there and totally confused with women. Women today are confusing men. And, and, and you know what? It's vice versa. And I'm happy that you distinguish that fact. And, you know, I'm really open about having those tough dis conversations with you about men. You know, um, over my 25 years um, being in the correctional facility, I've sat down. And I've talked to and counseled and helped supervise over 3,500 men. And one of, one of the main issues that you discuss right here in this podcast, right, is the love hormone, right? Not having that fully developed. It's not, ha not having it but not having it and not being in a place or being in a system where that can be fully developed. Yeah. And with that and, not being fully developed, then you yeah. know, with men, you have all these trust issues and insecurities. That's just you a piece. It. Yes. So most definitely we're going to have to do it too. You and I are going to have to have some conversations. We're going to go live. And we're gonna do, um, we're gonna do a couple of, we're gonna do some, we're gonna do something together, because this is something that needs to be done, and it needs to be talked about, because as much as I don't know about women, it's just as much women, women think they know as much as they know about men, but they really don't. So most definitely. We most definitely gonna have to get together and have some conversations, and we're gonna have to do us a YouTube live, Facebook, it, Instagram. It will be fantastic. And I can't uh, wait. Yeah. Yes, and we're gonna most definitely we're gonna have some conversations, and we really gonna <laughs> get it done. And you know what? I'll be the representative, you know, for all the men because I just like I say, I'm I'm open ended. I'm very honest about who I am and where I've come from and the life that I live, and some of the struggles for me, 
with with loving and making separation and trust and, and and insecurity. I can talk about all those things and I have no problem. And it's many men out there like myself that want to yeah. be good partners, that want to be good people. But it's it's something it's that something. I'm gonna call it that something that continues yeah. to hold many, many, many men back. And yeah. you know, like I said earlier, um, a lot of men that I've encountered that I've sit down and I've had thousands of hours of one on ones and yeah. um thousands of hours of group time. Um, the one thing that a lot of them they don't really know how to do is love. Yeah, and, and it comes from starting with self-love. Exactly, exactly. So, Tanya, tell our guests how they can reach out to you. I know how to get to you because I'm going to be getting to you within the next couple of weeks. We most definitely going to get together and we're going to have a great yeah. time. But tell our guests how they can get in contact with you, man, because your program, it sounds like it's a great, great program. Thank you very much for that. Um, yes, they can obviously get in touch with me on Facebook. Um, um, I have a Facebook group called um, Female Leaders Celebrate Your Wins. I also have a website, champagnelifecoaching.com, um, a YouTube channel, um, Instagram handle, all under Champagne Life Coaching as well as LinkedIn. So if you get confused, just remember Champagne lifecoaching.com, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and I, I mean, I'm sure you'll put it in in the, in the, in the, in the comments as I well. I most all definitely these will, yes. Yes, after, after the show and I put everything together, I'm most definitely going to put it in the show notes so people can get in contact with you. You know, champagne, life coaching. I yeah. li you know what? I, I like that. I really, really like that. Shant, you know, that is very unique and it's something that normally you you won't hear anywhere else. Champagne, life coaching. People say, what? Hey, man, she teaching people how to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Well, I've had, I've, I've had, when I did my research for the name, I, I did some research. 90% um, of people understood what it represented. The other 10% asked me, are you teaching people about champagne? Do you, are you a champagne grower? And is your name champagne? Exactly. Is that why? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Look, I am so grateful. You could have been any, you could have been doing anything in the world right now but you decide to come and hang out with Isaac at the den gratitude yes yes most definitely and if you know I, I what and, I, and I'm going to say this to you today yeah I always end my show if nobody told you Tanya that they love you today Isaac <laughs> I love you and I want you to know that ladies and gentlemen thank you you heard it here on the den first. And I'm going to say it to you guys once again. If nobody out there told you that they love you, your boy Isaac love you. And with that, we out.